I'm Peter Sheward Himson. This is Queer Contemplations. Married in the Midlands. This is Ray's story, written by Peter Sheward Himson. It's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Getting married in the morning. Except it's not in the morning. It's in the afternoon. But, same thing. Point is, I'm getting married. I can't believe it. Me? Gay Ray from Castle Vale. The dirty, ugly queer who would never amount to anything. The sad shirtlifter who spent most of his life being ashamed, segregated, bullied, hated and alone. Sorry, I digress. What was the question again? Oh yeah. How does it feel? (sighs) Fucking amazing. Not just the wedding, the party, the copious amounts of champagne, and not to mention the most amazing man I've ever met becoming my husband. But it's the journey. My own personal one, and this country's. I would say world. But there are some places you can still be put to death for just simply loving someone of the same sex. I think it's truly wonderful that in this day and age, in the UK, two men or two women can finally stand there in front of their loved ones and declare to them all that this is the person that they're going to be with forever. But you know what really annoys me? It's that some people don't get it and don't want to understand it. They have their opinion and that's it. I mean, it's just love. And it's so natural. So what are they scared of? You see, being gay isn't a choice. You don't wake up one morning after hearing Kylie Minogue's classic disco anthem I'm spinning around and decide from that moment you want to be the outcast in society, the butt of people's stereotypical jokes, vulnerable, judged, hated. It doesn't work like that. It's just who you are. And the difficulty comes when you try to deny it to yourself. And to others. I even tried to be straight. I wasn't very good at it. I slept with girls. But it was an act. A show. A lie. I just kept pretending to be Patrick Swayze in Dirty Dancing. (laughs) Giving them this romantic fantasy that was completely unnatural to me. And I was teased horrendously at school. Gay Ray I was called. Or Ruby Ray. Because of Dorothy's ruby red slippers in The Wizard of Oz, I'm guessing. Or maybe they didn't even understand that reference. Such an uneducated bunch of bullies. There wasn't a day went by without someone feeling the need to call me a queer bent bastard. Couldn't even tell me family. They were just as uneducated. I love them, but they aren't the brightest. The whole council estate had one image of a gay man in their tiny minds... And that was Mr Humphreys from Are You Being Served? And that simply wasn't me. Anyway, I found solace in the 80s cartoon classic Thundercats. Oh no, geeky and I. That's how Andy and I met on an online forum called the Gay Thundercats Appreciation Society. (laughs) It was very niche. But we had over 300 members worldwide. 
At first, we started chatting about which power we would like to have and who would win in a fight between Tiger and Panthro. Then one day, we just started chatting privately. He lived near Reading, so not too far away. We would Skype for hours at a time and talk about everything. Family, friends, travel and favourite food, etc. His is Swizzler's Rainbow Drops. Do you remember her? Little puffy things that are like different colours. They remind him of being a kid. That's one of the many things I love about him. He's just a big kid. And he's so gentle and kind. He's a great listener. And he allows me to gabble on whilst he sits there being this silent, strong type. I'm definitely the gobby one. Eventually, we arranged to meet up. I went to his flat in Swallowfield. <laughs> I know, right? It's a real place, honest. We watched the Thundercats movie on DVD. I say watched. There was lots of kissing involved. <laughs> I stayed over. But in the spare room, we were really good at taking it slow. The next morning, he brought me a full cooked breakfast with hash browns and everything. I remember he bought it to me wearing a Thundercat t-shirt and boxes and nothing else. His thighs looked amazing. They still do. And he's got a lovely bum. But it's his smile that's the best feature. Because when he smiles, his whole face lights up and frames his piercing blue eyes. Sorry. I can't believe I get to spend the rest of my life with him. Do you want to hear how he proposed? It's brilliant. Okay, so we went to a convention in Bristol called Thundercats Ho. It's basically a chance for other fans of the franchise to meet up, cosplay, sell merchandise. Loads of fans made a real effort. There was this one lad in a wheelchair, just a snarf. Fantastic costume. But he was asked to leave because he was caught in the toilet sucking off one of the attendees. <laughs> That's where he proposed. Not in the toilet. That would be weird. But at the convention, you see, there was this screening of a classic episode. Well, halfway through, he popped up in character, in the cartoon. He'd animated himself and was battling the baddies and trying to rescue an animated version of me. And in the cartoon, he asked if I'd marry him. Then all the characters turned and were looking directly at me in the screening room, as were all the fans in the room. Bab, I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. So many things rushing through my mind. How? When? Is it a joke? He was sat next to me while this was all happening. He simply turned to me, smiled, got down on one knee and asked me again. Of course, I instantly said yes. <laughs> and then we kissed and we hugged. And the whole room went crazy. It was bloody fantastic. Then I cried, screamed. And I kissed him again. <laughs> Some people from the convention put the proposal video on YouTube. So the rest of the Thundercats fans around the world could see it. And for the most part it was well received. Lots of shares and likes. But then came all the abuse. We should be murdered. Burn in hell. We are abominations. And that's only the stuff I can repeat. For people who hate guys, they certainly get very graphic talking about what they think we're doing in the bloody bedroom. 
I try to explain homosexuality is seen in wildlife and has been around long before the three main religions. Look at the ancient Greeks. They loved it. Am I allowed to say that? Is that a bit racist or religionist or something? Sorry. Don't don't put that in the article. Okay. Still. They'll never change their minds. It does get tiresome now hearing. It's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Has anyone ever thought that we need gay people on this already overpopulated planet to not breed so they can take care of all those children who have been abandoned or taken from the heterosexuals? Sorry, ranting again. But I get like that because my whole life has been a fight. Always keeping alert for when I might get the next piece of abuse hurled at me or the next drink thrown at me or the next punch in the face because some insecure straight guy thinks I fancy him. That's how I got this scar on my face. A bottle of San Miguel in the head on a Friday night in the Flapper and Firkin, all because I told some guy to leave me gal pal alone. He was obviously sexually frustrated and desperate to prove his masculinity. He tried grinding up against my friend Claire Mason while she was dancing. I don't know why I always call her Claire Mason. I guess because of the other Claire in school. Anyway, she was obviously not interested. And I said, mate, leave her alone. She's coming with me. Just joked. Why? Does she need a belly dancing florist to help her with the decor? He laughed. What did that even mean? It was built like a brick shit house and was obviously not that bright. I foolishly came back with a stupid reply of, Were you always this stupid or did your mum take you to special after school sessions? I know. I know. I should have kept my trap shut. What did you call my mum? He shouts. And then he pushes his way towards me. Claire Mason tried to get in between us. And the next thing I know, there's a smash, sharp pain across my head, and I'm on the floor covered in blood. One trip in an ambulance, six stitches later, and I'm in the police station being told there's nothing they can do. Those were the days before hate crimes against homosexuals was a thing. That was just one of the many incidents in my life. But that's the past, innit? We can only go forward. And today, I take the biggest step into the future with the most perfect man. Even if when I met him, I was convinced he'd had more pricks than my grandma's pincushion. <laughs> and today isn't just about the wedding. We sent off the paperwork to be adopters ages ago. And over the last few months, we've been collating our information, having visits from social workers and getting them to meet our family members and support network, going to several training sessions and meeting up with other potential adopters. So tonight, when we cut the cake and we're doing all the speeches, we will announce to all our guests that we went to panel two weeks ago. And we've been approved. We're going to be dads. A real little family. I can't believe it. That this is my life now? From that lad who got bullied so horrendously? To being here? To being a dad? To being a husband? I am so grateful. Well, happily ever afters do happen. I'm getting married in the morning.
This episode of Queer Contemplations was written and performed by Peter Sheward Hempson and produced by Long Stories Media. For more information, visit longstoriesmedia.com.